So let us go into prayer. Just be centered. As we come together, infinite love and inspiration unfold as each one of us. Source, infinite presence abounding, abounding with blessings. Love, inspiration, and insights. It's all God. In my mind's eye, I look around. I take in the wonder of this earth, of nature, of community. Each of us spins in infinity. Each of us an expression of divine mind, channeling infinite possibility. <sighs> divine mind expresses as each of us and all that is oneness. I feel it. I feel the life-giving energy flowing as me, as each of us. It's all God. I see my soul and spirit rise. I see ripening. I feel universal love and inspiration pulsing in every aspect of me. In this realization, I feel the universe opening up for each of us as we step through into greater lavishness. Hearts, souls, and arms wide open. We are each co-creators of experience. On this plane and in deep reverence, I allow, I accept, I receive. I feel divine intelligence flowing effortlessly as insights, inspiration, love. I accept all this as natural. God's good shows up as each of us. I anticipate opportunities for manifestation, and in faith, I stay certain. Infinite presence blesses and stimulates. The words spoken today inspire. The music is joy. Our community is love. I reverberate with gratitude for our coming together. We open up as the channels of divine good that we are. And I release this into spiritual law which expresses naturally and eternally. The life principle manifests in each of us as us. I let go. I let God, and so it is. Let us go into contemplation. This whole month, we've been looking at the idea of being pulled by a vision. And so we've been exploring the idea of, yes, you know, letting that vision pull us and then asking ourselves the question, is our commitment greater than our resistance? And last week, we looked at freeing our mind, which that song just kind of spoke to also. Uh, free your mind and the rest will follow. But there's one more step. There's one more step in this vision process. 
And that step is, is what we're going to refer to today as stayed. Stayed, not S-T-A-I-D, but S-T-A-Y-E-D, exclamation point. And it comes from the old gospel song, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on spirit. Well, the New Thought version is stayed on spirit. And so that is what we're doing. So I want to start with a reading from um, uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, authors, uh, Howard Thurman, from his book for the Inward Journey. And if you don't know Howard Thurman, Howard was a uh, an African American theologian and mystic uh, in the early to actually he passed away in 1981, born in 1899. So that period of time, he actually uh, was a mentor for Dr. Martin Luther King and several of the other civil rights leaders. Uh, and was just a powerful um, mystic. He studied uh, a little bit. He went over to India and studied a little bit with Gandhi uh, uh, during uh, while he was growing spiritually and, uh, and just this fabulous man. And so this is one of my absolute favorite readings of his. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Despite the dullness and barrenness of the days that pass, if I search with due diligence, I can always find a deposit left by some former radiance. But I had forgotten. At the time, it was full-orbed, glorious, and resplendent. I was sure that I would never forget. In the moment of its fullness, I was sure that it would illumine my path for the rest of my journey. I had forgotten how easy it is to forget. There was no intent to betray what seemed to be so sure at the time. My response was whole, clean, authentic. But little by little, there crept into my life the dust and grit of the journey. Details, lower level demands, all kinds of cross currents. Nothing momentous, nothing overwhelming, nothing flagrant. Just wear and tear. If there had been some direct challenge, a clear-cut issue, I would have fought it to the end and beyond. In the quietness of this place, surrounded by the all-pervading presence of God, my heart whispers, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. That in fair weather or in foul, in good times or in tempests, in the days when the darkness and the foes are nameless or familiar, I may not forget that to which my life is committed. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Just having a vision isn't enough. Just like having a new plant or a relationship or a child, or even a car. You need to support the vision, feed the vision. You know, I've discovered through much experimentation that bringing home a new plant from the nursery doesn't guarantee that it will live. I have to actually plant it in a healthy environment, and then I have to make sure that I have water and feed it. Who knew? I've been told that relationships work better if you feed and nourish them. Even my new car got dirty and needed gas. And then it needed the oil change and the filters changed. 
and all this stuff. See, having a vision isn't enough. It must be fed, nurtured, and supported to flow and grow into full blossom. So our talk titled today, Stayed, refer, references that old gospel song that's been created in the New Thought version, Woke Up This Morning With My Mind Stayed On Spirit. And there's another verse that says, Walking and Talking With My Mind Stayed On Spirit. Since spirit is the ultimate and original source, not only of the vision, but also of every aspect of maintaining and unfolding the vision, we need to keep the creative receptors of our mind tuned into spirit, tuned into source. Our mind is both a receiving and broadcasting machine, if you will, to, to quote a song by Narayan and Janet. We receive inspiration and then we broadcast the information. So we need to be tuned in to the broadcast, the eternal and constant and ever lasting broadcast of the divine. As the song said, we are always standing in the light. We're always listening to spirit. We're always in it, even if we don't hear it. Last week, I used a quote from, from Ernest Holmes, who said, the recognition of the presence of God or good automatically wipes out any picture of undesirable conditions. For the spirit of God is a law of elimination and obliteration to everything unlike itself. When we do a visioning process, we always ask two questions after we open to the vision. And those questions are, what must I become? And what must I release? In other words, what is the healthy, supportive environment that I must align myself with, that I must be to feed and nourish this vision? I become the soil in which the vision anchors and grows. I become the water and the sunlight. And really, I'm just letting that come through me. And then what are the unhealthy things that I have to clear out to let this vision, to allow this vision to grow and thrive? Because if I'm sitting there with, with you know, things that are detrimental to the vision going on in my consciousness, it will hold back the vision to some degree. If you've ever tried to do this alone, by the way, you may have discovered that it can be a difficult path, constantly weeding your mind, often of deeply rooted old beliefs and old patterns. Anybody besides me find that a little bit challenging of a path? Yes. It's one of the reasons, by the way, that we invite you to work with practitioners because they are expert weeders of the mind. And so as you allow your vision to come forward, allow yourself to be supported in that process. When we keep our minds stayed on spirit, we invoke the spiritual law that what we give our attention to increases increases. The vision and the value is always and already present. See, this vision that you have, you think is your vision, isn't your vision. It's the vision of spirit. It's always and already present. You're just tuned into it. And you're just perhaps a place that has said yes to this vision landing in your life. The practice and the process is keeping our minds stayed. Keeping our minds stayed. Keeping our our mind committed to the vision. Commitment really is focused love. It says, I love this vision so much. I love this so much that so I'm going to focus my attention. I'm not going to get distracted by all the distractions and stuff out here. I'm going to focus 
I'm going to keep my channel open for the flow of the infinite abundance of good, which is always and everywhere present. You know, in many ways, this is a meditative process. This is just like in sitting meditation, you know, we train our mind to stay focused. And in case you've ever, you know, if you're like me, your mind wanders a little bit once in a while during during meditation. Maybe you're the person who doesn't do that, but mine does. And so I bring it gently back when it wanders to wanders to the subject, to the focus, the place where I focus my mind, whether it's a candle or my breath or a mantra or whatever it is, I bring it back to that focus. And the exact same process is happening with manifesting our vision. So you will get distracted. We'll get stuff that'll both internally and externally throw us off of our vision, call us away from that. Hey, let's go do this instead. Hmm. There's so many things to do other than spiritual practice, you know? But I find that my wife works so much better if I do spiritual practice. Everything else works better. And so we get this stuff that, that pulls us away. And then we get the questions of our belief in, in this big, bright, new thing that wants to blossom through us. All of a sudden, we're, we're getting questions about, oh, is that really real? Who do you think you are? All that stuff. I recently watched a TED Talk in which the presenter at the end of, of his talk pulled out a 20-euro bill. He was, he was uh, European. He pulled out a 20-euro bill from his wallet, and he held it up, and he asked how many people wanted it. And everyone said, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. And then he crumpled it all up. And then he asked the same question. How many of you want this 20-euro bill now? Everybody said, yeah, I'll still take that. And then he put it in his mouth and chewed on it for a little bit, finally spit it out on the floor, and then stomped on it with his foot. And then picked it up and held it up and said, now how many of you want this? And almost everybody still raised their hand and said, yes, I'll take that 20-euro bill. He pointed out that no matter how badly treated the 20-euro bill was, it always retained its full value. Take a breath. We and our life vision are like that. No matter how badly life and circumstances seem to crumple us up, chew us up, spit us out and stomp on us, we, that's you, the person who's sitting in, in your chair wearing your socks or sandals, we and our life vision retain the same full value. When we put our focus on the externals and, and other people's opinions and actions and let them dictate to us our value and, and determine you know, how, how valuable we are or our vision is, we will rise and fall with the tides of circumstances and external opinions and, and, and the race consciousness, the group consciousness, the, the, the mind of uh, human mind. But there are no tides in spirit. Outer world rises and falls. There are no tides in spirit. Spirit is constantly fully on, constantly fully expressing being itself. If we know this, our focus is on spirit and the constant nature of the divine. You know, successful financial investors know this. They may not say, I know that spirit is, uh, is always abundantly prosperous. They may not say that affirmation, but they know there's money to be made in any and every circumstance, even and often especially in what others would call a disaster. 
It's called a fire sale of stocks, by the way. When everything crashes, it's like everything's on sale. I know Denny, who's watching this, knows that one very well. Artists know this. They may not say, I know the infinite creativity of the universe is flowing through me always. But they will use anything and everything as inspiration. Years ago, I heard an interview with Sam Cooke, who is uh, uh, half of the Sam and Dave soul duo of, of the uh, 60s. And he said that some of his best song lyrics came out of fights with his girlfriends. And he said it didn't help his relationships any, but his passion was on musical creativity. His focus, his vision was the musical creativity. You know, people even in this community are getting wise to the fact that if they say something around me, it might end up in a Sunday talk, especially if they're in a class or a workshop with me. Because my passion and my vision is spiritual truth and spiritual principles, the teaching of those, sharing of those. And so I use whatever means are available, including something that anybody says. In, in the, his book, Ideas of Power, Ernest Holmes says, you are as free as your thought. You never deal with conditions. You deal with mind. We are never de dealing. It may look like, it may feel like, the appearance may be that we're dealing with conditions, but our call is always to come back to mind because there's only one and it is all that there is. It's important for us to realize what we're truly dealing with. When we get, when we really get, not just as an intellectual idea, but get that there is one mind and it is always expressing for its highest and greatest good, it is always expressing more life, more love, more intelligence, more creativity, more joy. We stop taking life personally. We stop feeling self-pity. We stop feeling victimized, victimization. And we start asking in every circumstance and situation, what is the infinite wanting to create here through and as me? What is the infinite wanting to create here in this very thing? It's just like the investor knows that there is money to be made in any situation, and the artist knows there is inspiration in anything and everything. We know that there is more of God, more of life, love, freedom, intelligence, creativity, peace, beauty, joy, all of that to be seen and expressed here through our unique vision, through our unique way of being and seeing in the world. The presenter of the TED Talk said that he had decided he wanted to get over taking things personally. So he did something to, to do that. He took a step. He became a soccer referee. Now, if you've ever known been at a, any kind of a sporting event, you know that the most popular and well-loved people on the court or on the field are the referees. People say lovely things to them about their eyesight and about their intelligence and about their parents and, and all sorts of things, right? So he became a soccer referee, putting up with lots of abuse from fans, players, and coaches. And he learned by trusting himself to make the right and best calls, by trusting himself to make those even if they weren't popular with the fans and the coaches who wanted their team to win. Different agenda, right? I want my team to win. I don't care if it's right or wrong. I want my team to win. He's there to call a fair game. 
And he knows that by standing in that consciousness, in that awareness, by keeping his mind stayed and centered, he could stay centered among the, amidst the chaos. He learned that even when he made a mistake, he could admit it, have compassion, and grow from it, get better at it. So as we keep our minds stayed on spirit, and stayed on our vision, on our call, and on our passion. As we keep that focused love, that commitment, we will stay focused in chaotic times, and we will learn and grow. And by the way, we will stay focused in good times where sometimes we get the most distracted. And we will stay, and we will learn, and we will grow, becoming what we need to become, and releasing what no longer serves us to allow the vision to evolve and to manifest through us. Take a breath. It's summer, it's vacation. So rather than doing three spiritual practices this week, just one, just one. Keep your mind stayed on spirit and on your vision. Find ways to remind yourself of who and what you truly are, which is not a human doing, but a spiritual being. Keep your mind focused on and find your ways to find ways to remind yourself to remember whose and what your vision truly is. Remember, it's not really your vision. It's the vision of spirit. You are an open receptor to that who have agreed and said yes to that vision. Keep fresh your moments of high resolve. In fact, I'm going to read the last part of that again. In the quietness of this place, surrounded by the all-pervading presence of God, my heart whispers, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve, that in fair weather or foul, in good times or in tempests, in the days when the darkness and the foe are nameless or familiar, I may not forget that to which my life is committed. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. And a final quote from Michael Bernard Beckwith from his book, Spiritual Liberation. As long as you are on the planet, and I can see your faces, so you're still on the planet. Okay, so this is, he's talking to you. As long as you are on the planet, you are here to deliver your gifts, your talents, your skills with confidence and inner authority, withholding nothing. We have an affirmation to go with that. So say this with me. I keep my mind stayed on spirit and its vision through, as, and of me. One more time. I keep my mind stayed on spirit and its vision through, as, and of me. And so it is. And so let us turn to that spirit within. Let us turn to that source of all life, all love, all wholeness. Breathing deep, 
breathing in that spirit, breathing into that spirit, breathing as that spirit. We recognize that we are one of that. If that presence is infinite, if that presence is everywhere and always, it is us everywhere and always. It is so much more, but it is us everywhere and always. We are conscious points or points of consciousness of spirit. It is living itself through and as each of us, which means we are valuable and we are important because the infinite presence has a need for each of us to be. And so knowing this, I speak my word that this week, we do keep our mind and our heart and our whole being stayed on spirit, on that source, and allow it to flow more fully into our lives in every dimension, in every way, to support the expression of our vision, whether we know it consciously or not, it is there anyway. And so to simply say yes to this vision, yes to its expression and its growth through and as us, and our growth through and as it, because the vision grows us as we grow the vision. And so in great gratitude for this divine process, this beautiful circulation of life energy, I just simply release this word, this spoken word, into what we call the law, the process that just like the process that knows how to turn an acorn into an oak tree and a bulb into a daffodil or a tulip, knows how to turn a vision into a manifestation, into an experience and expression of the divine. It is doing so right here, right now, through and as us. And so it is. <laughs>